Hey guys, Dan Waltram here. Welcome back to the Edgy Conversations podcast. I'm excited to be with you. I'm excited that this month we're talking about the idea of momentum, 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 momentum. I love this idea of momentum. I'm excited about spending an entire month digging into it. Now, we've talked uh, in January about purpose, and then we moved to commitment, and then we moved to uh, the idea of money. We hit on relationships. We talked about value. And now six months into the year, we're beginning a discussion about momentum. And I've, I've always said momentum is your single greatest superpower. It's your ability to do one thing each day to get closer to where you want to be. And I was reading an article not too long ago uh, by Andrew Hamilton. <laughs> Very exciting. <laughs> Probably not for you. A uh, report uh, that he um, called Peak Performance Report. And in Peak Performance Report, report, he, he, he basically calls it evidence-based practical advice for endurance athletes. He talks about the psychological momentum that happens in sports and ways to trigger and maintain and reverse that momentum, of course, if it's, if it's negative momentum. And I thought perhaps better than me talking to you about momentum, I could read some snippets from this article and then use that to share with you this idea of momentum that I've long been a real fan of. If you're cool with it, let me jump into the article. And this is where Andrew Hamilton uh, starts. He says, it's often talked about, but, por- but poorly understood. Lee Crust looks at the evidence, that's uh, by the name of a person, by the way, Lee Crust. He looks at the evidence for psychological momentum and whether it can contribute to a winning performance in professional sports. There are numerous examples of teams or individuals that just seem to be, quote unquote, on a roll. In basketball, commentators talk about the hot hand to describe a player who just can't seem to miss. And batters, when they hit one home run after another, we give them what's called a hot streak. Examples of this phenomenon can be found in team sports such as football as well. When a team or an individual has momentum, the most unlikely of reversals appears possible. So you're losing, you're losing, you're losing, you have momentum, boom, it's not possible to win. However, momentum is one of the most overly used terms to explain success or failure in sports, despite being rather poorly understood. He goes on to say, the purpose of this article is to discuss the concept of psychological momentum and examine the evidence for its existence. Again, we'll, we'll, we'll pop down a few paragraphs. Momentum is considered a cornerstone of physics and has been defined as the ability of an object to continue moving because of its mass and velocity. Think of a snowball rolling down a mountainside. It starts off as a small, slow-moving object, which can easily become a forceful, fast-moving, large object that could do real damage to anything in its way. By the way, how many of you have had one of those, you know, you roll a ball and then you stop with your foot and then a second later it keeps running? Or you have a a water balloon or something like that, and you, you, you catch it, and then the water inside the balloon moves, and all of a sudden it falls out of your hand. And that, that's this idea of momentum, right? In sports, psychological momentum has been defined as a bi-directional concept affecting either the ability of winning or the probability of losing as a function of the outcome of the preceding event. What just happened impacts what's happening now. Psychological momentum has been defined in relation to perceptions of moving towards a goal. It's important to note that psychological momentum can either be positive, where everything seems to go right, or negative, where nearly everything seems to go wrong. 
in a rowing regatta, that's those boats with all the oars and people rowing. Usually you've seen it at Harbor or something like that. A crew, a crew that has erased a four length deficit would likely be experiencing positive momentum while the crew that has lost the lead would be experiencing negative momentum. Although research has been intermittent, sports psychologists have spent nearly three decades examining both concepts of psychological momentum and its links to performance and outcomes. Overall, the concept appears to divide opinion, with some research dismissing the phenomenon as merely some sort of performance label or cognitive illusion that is nothing more than the expected ups and downs that occur in sports. Indeed, when statistically examined by computing shooting records or the evaluation of individual performance trials in basketball, there doesn't seem to be any hard evidence of a hot hand or hot streaks. In fact, one study showed a slight trend suggesting a successful shot was more likely after a previous failure. However, such subjective approaches do not really fit with the concept of momentum as a subjective experience because I fail to experience the perceptions or thoughts, and I'll add this, or the emotions of the participants. Okay, you get where I'm going with this, right? You're getting where I'm going with this. Uh, what's neat about Andrew, and by the way, I, I'll, I can link to this in, in, the, in the podcast. He goes on to talk about experience, change in cognition, change in effect, change in psychology, change in behavior, change in performance. And, and he, he uses these factors together to try to build a scientific, not argument, but a persuasive point that momentum plays a significant, significant impact on your ability uh, to, to be successful or not. And of course, he's looking at it in this world of sports, which I, I think is helpful because it helps frame up the context. In that world, we'll use phrases like "leave it all on the field" or you know he he wasn't you know he half-assed it or we'll, we'll kind of play around with different ideas and, and not really give it the full you know I guess honesty about what's really going on, which it, it's tough, it's difficult. There's a lot going on, and so I like the fact that you know, Andrew. Hamilton in Peak Performance Magazine, Peak Performance Report, in his article, The Role of Momentum in Sports Performance, tries to actually take this thing that we've all felt in our gut, this idea of momentum, and actually turns it into something scientific. Okay? So what does that have to apply to you or to me? Our whole lives are one big sports arena. At least it feels out some way. My older brother used to tell me, and I still remember this, life or success feels like I'm running a marathon. I just don't know which mile I'm on. I always thought that was a funny way to, to phrase it. You know, we spend a lot of our time working and grinding and trying to get to that next level and trying to do the next thing, figure out that next problem, uncover that next breakthrough. And in the pursuit of all of that, it's easy to get sidetracked, it's easy to get uh, derailed by just life, by the things that are happening, right? By, by failure. And when you're in the middle of failure, and this is something I've been thinking about lately, because as I venture and try new things, I find myself failing a lot more. And you, you have this mindset like, why am I failing? There's something wrong with me, something broken. Right? If, if, if I had it all together, if I was the person who was supposed to be winning, I wouldn't be failing right now. 
it's important that each of us remember this concept of momentum. Understanding that there are days when you are going to fail. There are days when you are going to put it all on the line and end up with results that really suck. <laughs> end up with, with outcomes that are, that are much, much less than you could ever desire, right? You're going to walk away feeling like, I could have done more. I wanted to do more. I didn't do more. So what can we learn from this? What can we learn from this idea of momentum? Part of it is goes back to our discussion we had with Jim Fortin months ago, that a lot of what we think of as negative momentum, negative thoughts, our brains being really smart, telling us, you know, protecting us with really smart thoughts, are really just the outcomes of fear, the outcomes based on, you know, paranoia. Um, it, it's not based in fact. It's not someone standing up and saying, here's the scientific evidence why you're going to lose. It's just how you or I feel at the moment. And I get it. I've, I've had some of those days where you just really, really, really feel, feel as if everything's going to fall in around you. Um, and you're not sure if that can be repaired or can be undone, or if in down the line, there's a way that you can make that better. And if you're feeling that way right now, just know this, that thoughts become things. And if you allow yourself to stay in this state where everything feels helpless and hopeless, and there's no meaning beyond what you've allowed yourself to experience, just, just know this, you're setting yourself up for failure. You're setting yourself up for failure the next time around and the next time around and the next time around. One way to hack this momentum, and Andrew Hamilton says it even better than, than I could ever pretend to do, is to take everything you've learned, your experiences, and to put them through the filter of can you improve. So even if you, even if you want to do something that's you know, different than where you are now, even if you want to achieve a goal that doesn't even seem possible based on your current experience, can you improve that? Can you change that? See, the, the feelings you have are not based on your genius, not that you're not smart, <laughs> but they're not based on your genius. They're based on the worst possible thing that could happen. And that's just part of your reptilian brain, that part of your brain that keeps you alive. And it's a little bit scary, right? So what can you do to hack that process? I think it's really simple. It's to get one thing done each day that matters. I had a particularly rough week five or six days ago. And in the middle of this week, I, I attempted to launch a brand new product. And I did this webinar that was going to share this knowledge with people who are in uh, network marketing. I admire people who are in network marketing. They've, they've stepped out on their own and said, I want more for myself, right? I, I, I desire more for myself. I want to do more. So I said, let me put together a program that helps these people. Out of 100 people that signed up and said, I want to come and hear your program, on the day of the event four people walked in the door. Now you can imagine if you're prepared for a hundred, 
you know, it's like having a wedding shower and you have, you know, a hundred RSVPs and four show up. Wow. That's game changing. It's like, well, well, I'm doing something dramatically wrong, right? Something's not the way it should be. So what do you do? Well, behind the scenes, I was messaging my team, WTF, WTF, what's going on? This sucks. I'm so upset. What's happening? My team gently reminded me, you have people who are here to learn. So, so care for those people. Let's vent on it later. I finished up my program and, and actually spent the rest of the day, you know, putzing around, getting some things done. No matter how discouraged I was at that time, my goal was to do nothing that would cause me to lose my momentum. In other words, to make sure that I still got things done. This is one lesson I've learned time and time again. No matter how you feel, no matter what's going on around you, your mission is to get one thing done that matters today. Not 100, not 10, not 50, not 20, not five, just one. And that's what's amazing about this entire discussion, about what you're trying to achieve with your life and your goal. You don't need to be perfect. You don't need to get it right all the time. In fact, there's a lot of times where you you don't even have, excuse me, you don't even have to get close, but you have to try. And so your mission today is to do one thing that matters. And your mission for tomorrow is to do one thing that matters. If you're not getting our calendar of awesomeness, you should go check that out because it's all about helping you get that one thing done each day that matters. We call it the one, three, five. One big thing or three medium-sized things or five small things. If you want to maintain consistent momentum towards where you want to be, then you need to be really, really good at getting things done. Even, even when you've taken some blows, even when you haven't gotten it right, your mission is to just do one thing that matters. Got it? That's your superpower. Like Andrew Hamilton said, there's physics behind it. It's not just what's in your head, it's what's in your heart. And that's why it feels so real for you because losing sucks and winning is a result of you taking those losing moments and turning them into maximum impact for getting things done. I wasn't joking earlier when I mentioned the calendar of awesomeness. If you don't have the calendar of awesomeness, man, you're missing out. Go to calendarofawesomeness.com, calendarofawesomeness.com, and grab grab the calendar for June because it's all about maintaining maximum momentum. And I want you to, to, to be the guy, be the gal, be the leader who's got access to that and is making those things happen. So calendarofawesomeness.com, go make it happen. Uh, and I will see you back here. We've got an entire month, people. I'm sure you're as excited as I am. We've got an entire month to go figure out how we can build, maintain, and safeguard our momentum. See you on the next episode of the Edgy Conversations podcast. Booyah! Booyah!